entertainment, sports, culture. This is Raleigh Co. Radio, podcast presented by Raleigh and Company. I'm uh, Dimitri Ravanis, and this is my new podcast, Spooning with Dimitri. Uh, this is, uh, show is, uh, it was born out of this realization that the Triangle is just a great place for people that love to eat. And if you looked at any of the year-end lists for 2014, whether it was restaurants or chefs or, or, or dishes in particular, you saw a lot of names from the Triangle popping up. And so that's where I got the idea uh, to do this show. This is the first episode with Ken Yowl. He is the owner of Calavella and of the Oak City Meatball Shop in downtown Raleigh. And Ken and I have known each other, not well, but we've known each other uh, for um, probably about six or seven years now, friends of friends, and uh, ran in the same circles for a little while. But Ken was very cool to sit down and talk with me. And uh, so before you hear this chat, a few things you should know. This was recorded before the holiday, so there might be some mention uh, of that. And also... For whatever reason, uh, I could not stop calling Calavella Calavera, and Ken is just such a nice guy that he never corrected me. So let me begin by saying I know for a fact that the name of the restaurant is Calavella. I don't know what the hell was wrong with me that day when we sat down to record. Uh, We recorded in the Oak City Meatball Shop, so some of the peripheral sound you will hear is them getting ready uh, for that night's dinner service. As for the rest of the show beyond the interview... This is still very much a work in progress. I don't know how things are going to end each week. I don't know if there's going to be anything beyond the interview. In fact, as I'm recording this right now, uh, I've got a list of ideas here in front of me. I don't know which ones I'm going to implement and which ones I'm not. Hopefully this show will go up, or a new episode of this show anyway, will go up each and every Wednesday uh, for you to download. This being the first one, who knows uh, how long the iTunes approval process will take. All right, so uh, with all that being said... This is uh, my chat with Kenneth Yowl, owner of Calavella and the Oak City Meatball Shop, in the debut episode of Spooning with Dimitri uh, here on Raleigh Co. Radio. I see them rise from beneath the ground. Life was lost, but now it's found. The ghosts want something to take their turn. To dance around a stone, work their fingers to the bone, hold on to nothing. So tell me a little bit about you history because you didn't start off as a chef right you started off as a bartender absolutely um i I actually moved here in 2000 i was working for the flying saucer Uh and they were opening up the raleigh store and uh that was my opportunity to become a general manager for the company so i picked up and moved thought i would be here for a year moved from where uh originally moved from fort worth texas that's where uh that's where they're based out of um, thought that I'd move to Raleigh, give it a, a year, and then head back, and ended up just kind of falling in love with the town. Yeah. And uh, here we are, almost 15 years later. Um, yeah. Uh, ne- never thought that that this would be where I would plant and end up staying, <laughs> but here we are. Straight um, from uh, straight from saucer to your own. Uh, no, no, so. um, right. Yeah, Flying Saucer, uh, I left there after uh, a few years and kind of bounced around, did a little managing here and there, did a little bartending. I was a bartender at Hibernian for a bit, yeah. um, as a lot of the guys that I even work <laughs> with now have, have come through the ranks. 
Um, I've worked as a, a bar manager and a bartender at Stool Pigeons. Um, and uh, probably my last bartending job was uh, at Mosquito, which was mm-hmm. a nightclub downtown. Yeah. Um, and uh, In that location that no one can seem to keep anything open in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sat there empty, I think, uh, ever since then. Uh, eventually, somebody will do something with it, I guess. <laughs> right. Someone um, else will have a six-month run in that location. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, from there, um, that's where I met my uh, former partners in my other restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, we, uh, we opened up Calavera together. Um, and uh, then I've just kind of continued, partnered up with uh, um, a couple of the guys, Hans, who is also my attorney, and mm-hmm. a guy by the name of Steven Bettino, who is uh, Century 21 Real Estate. So we kind of combined to do a real estate law <laughs> restaurant group. Um, <laughs> And that's when Oak City uh, came about, and, yeah. and we're continuing to hopefully grow. We've got one over in Carborough getting to open up, as well oh, as cool. another uh, another Calavella going in over in Carborough, right by Cat's Cradle, mm-hmm. um, as well. Wow! So both Calavera and Oak City are. Uh, I'm going to say limited menus, and I don't mean that in any sort of disrespect. It's just a very focused menu. Sure. Is obviously at Oak City and uh, Empanadas at Calavera. Why? What was the what was the attraction to doing a very focused sort of restaurant? Uh, well, you know, as you mentioned, my background really has been bar in the past. I've worked in restaurants as well, but but the majority of my time has been spent bartending. Yeah. And initially, Calavera, our intention was really for it to be kind of a more tequila bar than anything. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to have a food addition because it just seems like, you know, you, you've got four friends out, one person's hungry, well, you're going somewhere with food. Right. And if, and if you don't have that, that option for them, well, you've lost all four of them. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of, you know, bounced around some ideas, ended up uh, on a trip to New York, went to a really cool little place called Empanada Mama's mm-hmm. that, you know, we all loved, thought it would be amazing and kind of said, you know, geez, this, this might be great in Raleigh. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years and... Uh, and the location that, that we're in now kind of opened up and, and it seemed the, the perfect fit to do kind of a cool little Latin place, you know, just focus on empanadas, don't make it too difficult, just just that one kind of thing yeah. that, that we could focus on, uh, try and make great and, and go from there. So how long into that, how long into the restaurant being open from, from I guess, from the time the doors open to the time that... Um, the, the public really, you know, Calavera really takes off. Like, how long did it take to sort of realize, all right, we're not, now we're not a tequila bar that serves empanadas. We're the empanada place with a hell of a tequila selection. Uh, that, that actually happened fairly quickly that, yeah. that people were more excited about the empanadas. Um, and, and I think that comes from the fact that, that we're really about the only empanada place, <laughs> right. uh, to the best of my knowledge, really North Carolina, yeah. there's, a, you know, there's certainly places that have lots of empanadas on the menu, but as far as being a restaurant that's focused solely on that, mm-hmm. I, I think we're the only one. Yeah. Um, there's Sarah's over in RTP, but uh, you know, I think they're open from 11 to 2 daily. Say, if, that's, you're, that's if you're it. not working in RTP, who's ever going to discover that place? Right. And, yeah. and uh, no, no tequila over there. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So with, so both of these, you know, focused restaurants, it's funny, I was reading an article um, oh, maybe a, a month or so ago, talking about the expansion of the restaurant and shopping area in Disney World. And they were talking about that they were looking to do more like single item focused restaurants because they can turn tables over quicker in those kind of places. Right. And it sort of struck me how weird it was that around the South, not just here in Raleigh, but around the South, you have places that are, you know, just a chicken wing place or just a chicken fingers place. Here is just a meatball 
you know, Calavera, Justin Empanada, that that is, that's a movement that's been really popular. I mean, obviously outside the South too, but I'm going with what I know off the top of my head. Right. I, I think you see more people, you know, in the past you would go into somewhere and their menu was all over the place. Yeah. Was, was it technically an American menu? Was it Italian? I mm-hmm. mean, it, you couldn't really tell. I mean, <laughs> right. I've worked for places as well. I mean, Stool Pigeons was one. They were doing barbecue, and they were doing wings, and they were doing steaks, and they were doing <laughs> fish, and none of it was very good. Right. Everything was kind of average. Um, so I think I think some of the the focused menu restaurants kind of stem from getting away from the the Bennigans and Fridays, where <laughs> where they tried to be everything to everybody, and they weren't very good at any yeah. of it. Um, and this seems you see more places that that seem to. To really want to pick that one thing and say, all right, we're we're gonna try and make this the the best thing. If if you if you want everything, we're not gonna be able to do that for you. Right. But if you want this one thing, this is what we're concentrating on, and and hopefully we knock it out of the park. Yeah. So Oak City was the inspiration for that. Also, the meatball shop up in New York City was that. It, it was a friend friend of mine lives up there, and she was just raving about the place. Uh-huh. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. <laughs> Um, I got up there on a trip and, and they insisted on us going yeah. out there. She was very much, you know, this is exactly what you're doing with, with empanadas. It's yeah. just, you know, a, a different, you know, style of comfort food that every, that everybody's familiar with. I'm like, all right. So we went and sat down, immediately got it and thought, ah, oh, this is another one yeah. that I feel like would just kill in Raleigh. Yeah. It, um, and it's a, it's an amazing place. If listeners have never been there before it is, and it benefits from, being in areas that are very popular and they're only like the like oak city they're only a very few number of seats right so you know it could be you know only a third as popular as it appears to be any uh, any night of the week right right yeah so um so then with the inspirations coming from looking at other concepts that have done well do you have uh, a personal history cooking or with food you know, before you got into the restaurant business, or no, not really. I've always kind of dabbled in it, and and yeah. actually, as as I've gotten a little bit further along, um, I've actually considered possibly going back and doing culinary school really? just to get a little bit more of that foundation and base. I've spent enough time in in kitchens that I've certainly picked up enough to be dangerous, but <laughs> but I'm I'm a far cry from anything. I I wouldn't insult a chef by calling right. myself a chef. <laughs> um, so so what is it that you what is it that you enjoy cooking? Um, actually, here lately, I've been getting into uh, uh, cooking sous vide, which is um, an odd kind of technique where you vacuum pack whatever it is that you're yeah. cooking, submerse it in water, and it, and it cooks in a water circulation bath. It actually will make the best medium rare steak you've ever had in your life. I'll be damned. You got to take the blowtorch to it afterwards, get that good sear on it. <laughs> right. But it's, it comes out perfect temp no matter what. So with your background on the business side, tell me a little bit about looking for a chef, both first for Calavera and then for this place, and sort of how your concept and, and, and your, your initial idea for a menu changed as you found the right person. Um, Calavera, we really ended up, um, we had a friend that was, was a chef and he kind of helped us with some of the, the basics. Um, really more, if, if people knew how small of a kitchen we had there with the amount of food that we put out, they would absolutely be amazed. Yeah. Our kitchen is hands down, I promise you, smaller than your kitchen at home. <laughs> wow. No doubt about it. <laughs> um, so, so a lot of, uh, of what our chef there helped us with in the beginning was really just how to lay it out and, yeah. and how we were going to be able to make that space work as a full-fledged restaurant. Um, 
here at Oak City, we, we ended up looking for someone that was more, definitely more of a chef chef to, to mm -hmm. help us. This was going to be a much more expanded menu, larger kitchen. You know, we, we'd be yeah. able to do a, a little bit more. Um, and meatballs are one of those that everybody's had a meatball. So everybody walks in the door with a, a preconceived notion of exactly <laughs> what it's supposed to taste like. Right. And of course, everybody's grandmother's meatball recipe is different. Um, luckily with, with Calavera, we didn't quite run into that. So uh, uh, a true chef wasn't as necessary over there. Most people had never had an empanada. Yeah. Um, but, or at but, least if they had, they had no idea what it was called. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but with meatballs, we, we felt like we needed to uh, find somebody that had a little bit stronger yeah. cooking, cooking knowledge to uh, <laughs> take, us, take us through opening. So who'd you find? Um, we actually found a guy by the name of uh, Kyle Barham. Uh -huh. um, He's he since moved on. Um, and uh, it's actually worked out fine for us. Now, now that we've kind of got our, our base yeah. recipes down, um, we, we know what we want to do. And we've got some really strong guys back in the kitchen that, uh, that have a whole lot of experience that, that when we decide we want to come up with a new special, yeah. we're able to, to make that happen. So there's no head chef really at either restaurant? There is then? not. Nope. Wow. So when the specials come up or the ideas for the specials come up, is that you? Or is that the kitchen staff all working together? Uh, we've got we've got some guys in, in the kitchen that, that do a really good job. Marcus and Mike, um, as well as uh, my managers, um, are always constantly coming up with ideas. I would say at this point, it's, it's very much a, a team effort. Yeah. Um, we, we don't have that that one guy back there right so it i mean like it sounds like someone on quote unquote the bottom could even throw out a special and if you think it works it works absolutely yeah. anybody's got a great idea we'll we'll try it i mean meat, meatballs are kind of like empanadas you can you can do anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what is it like then when you hire it's particularly calavera that's the one that interests me the most what's it like when you hire uh a new person to work on the kitchen staff it sounds like with such a small kitchen that boy, they have to get in and work the well-oiled machine right away. Uh, pretty much across the board over there, it's it is such a small restaurant. It's got such a small staff, and and if you get in and and aren't going to get along, uh, we we find out very very quickly that it's not, just not going to work out because you you are you're right on top of the people that you work with right. all night long, and and uh, if if you don't know how to move and dodge and duck out of the way, <laughs> it, it's not very comfortable for anybody. Yeah. So. So going back to when you just had Calavera, what was the point where you felt like either you were ready or now I can open a second place? I mean, you know, restaurants and bars, they usually take so long to be profitable. Right. Um, whether it was just profitability or comfort level in, okay, I, you know, this is enough of a, this runs itself well enough that I can focus on a new project. Yeah. Uh, again, with it being such a, a simple menu and, and it really is kind of a, a simple concept, you know, fresh ingredients and, mm -hmm. and fresh fresh juices and cocktails and, and a, a simple kind of pared down menu. That makes it obviously a whole lot easier for us to start thinking about expanding. Um, we also learned a whole lot along the way of uh, I can put a kitchen in a closet. Right. You know, mo most people can go into a space now and look at it and say it's absolutely unusable. They could never put a bar or restaurant in. Mm -hmm. I, because of next door, feel like I could maybe make this work. <laughs> um, and because of that, uh, we, we started looking pretty early for uh, expansion opportunities. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, a friend of mine, Alex Amra, that uh, he's involved in Tobacco Road, mm -hmm. uh, told us about a spot over there in Carbro that, that they had looked at but just wasn't quite right for them, sent me over to, to take a look at it, and uh, ended up hopefully 
we'll find out very soon when it gets <laughs> open uh, if we made the right decision. Yeah. So going so far away, I mean, you know, the two, because I guess what you said, you're going to have both a meatball shop and a mm-hmm. uh, Calavera over that way. Uh, boy, it's going to add to your commute every day. Uh, little, or I guess every week at least. A little, little bit. Yeah, definitely we'll be uh, spending a whole lot of time driving back and forth um, as well as uh, one of my managers here, Mike, will be spending quite a bit of time over there in the, uh, <laughs> in the opening, <laughs> opening months. So why, why Kerber? I mean, so many people, when they expand now, the first thought is carry. Um, you know, I got over, uh, I looked at Chapel Hill and Carborough initially, and um, I just really fell in love with the vibe over there in Carborough. Yeah. It's very, I, I spent some time living in Austin, mm-hmm. and, and obviously on a much, much smaller city scale, <laughs> yeah. but, but it definitely has that, that kind of vibe of that sort of laid back, uh, you know, great, great pedestrian city. I mean, tons of people walking, biking, and uh, it just seemed like a cool fit for what we were doing that yeah. we felt like people would like that. And the whole, um, the whole time that you're looking over there, it's to be Calavera in the meatball shop, never a new concept. No, uh, and, and initially it was it was just Calavera that we were looking at mm-hmm. um, over to expand over there, um, and uh, the the meatball shop concept kind of ended up sort of secondary. While we were looking over there, the space here in the, the Red Hat building became available. Right, um, and I'd really wanted this space. It had been sitting empty well since before we had opened Calavera, so mm-hmm. I've walked by it again and again and again. Yeah. Um, and, and when I finally saw the for lease uh, sign go up, um, we tried to yeah. oh, happy snap day. it up. Yeah. <laughs> so. so tell me a little bit about the difference between your time, just the scenes, the difference between your time on Glenwood and I'll refer to this whole Fayetteville down to Blunt uh, section as downtown. I mean, the, the more, the more uh, commercial <laughs> section of downtown Raleigh. Um, Wow. Yeah, the the differences between Glenwood Avenue and downtown are, are not as pronounced now, I think, as they were even a couple of years ago. There, there definitely was this shift on Glenwood where it seemed like everything was very nightclub oriented. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it got to be where on the weekends you didn't want to go down as much because let's face it, when you see the paddy wagon with the lights on mm-hmm. parked, you know, I mean, Glenwood is essentially only a three block area as yeah. far as the entertainment district goes. And, and to see that going on in front of you every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. I think you start looking at other alternatives. And, and I think downtown proper here, the Fayetteville Street area was, was kind of the logical choice. Um, so I think you've started to see some of the Glenwood Avenue people that, that didn't even realize downtown existed yeah. in the last couple of years begin to spend more and more time over here on, on Friday, Saturdays. Um, and luckily we haven't seen the paddy wagon follow. <laughs> well, it's also the difference I think in perception, right? I mean, you go down Glenwood really after, you know, if you're coming down from P street after Tusca Brava, uh, until you get down to sushi blues, the only option you had for eating for so long was either Sullivan's or Armadillo Grill. That's true. Whereas here, it seems like every every great bar is also a pretty good restaurant. That, that's true. Uh, a whole, whole lot more food options downtown than, than Glenwood. And, it, and it's funny because you do think of it as kind of that entertainment district. But yeah, someone would put it to you and be like, well, where should we eat here on Glenwood? And I'm like, gosh, I... <laughs> I guess I really know. I mean, right. yeah, the, you know, obviously the, those handful of places, but it didn't seem like anything new was opening up mm-hmm. as far as restaurant-wise went for a while. Um, but I think you're seeing that change now with, with some new concepts going in. And hopefully, uh, I mean, it, it would be great to see 
the downtown area and the Glenwood area kind of begin to blend together, mm-hmm. um, especially as less and less nightclubs open up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Given your history on uh, on Glenwood South, it was there was there ever a time that you thought that's where if you opened your own place that was the place to be or or maybe given your history did you think that's the place i don't want to be um actually i I did i looked very seriously and was uh um sitting at a table about to sign a lease on um the spot uh that that's now where uh the view bar uh was Mm -hmm. um and uh couldn't quite come to terms and looking back that was probably a, a good thing yeah um that seems around that time is when things kind of started to get a little rougher over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm overall pretty happy that, that yeah. didn't go down that way. Overall, any concerns when you first moved in to this environment? I mean, you know, given where Calavera was, let's say, yeah, it's, it's like just beyond city market enough that until you opened, this whole section was kind of an afterthought. We, um, we were a little bit. We we kind of crunched our numbers and felt like with it being a, a small place that that you know we we're not going to get rich, mm-hmm. but we thought we could make it work, and we felt like you know we could we could be successful enough that that it would do okay. Um, my landlord, um, he actually he really tried to talk us out of uh, <laughs> of going in there. Yeah. Um, he had he had had a a little bar there before that that. I think you know just kind of opened up down here a little too early mm-hmm. um it it hadn't started to kind of grow as much as it had and he was very much don't do it i mean i'll i'm gonna i'm gonna lease the place to you right but don't do it <laughs> um and foolishly we we went ahead and decided we could make it work anyhow and and luckily uh, i think we did kind of get down here right at the uh, the right time as more restaurants kind of popped up and um yeah, so we, we are just on the, the edge, and we are a bit of a destination. Yeah. Um, but, but being kind of the concept that we are, um, you know, as of right now, we, we, our destination seems to be worth making. There's not a whole lot of other choices if you're looking for right. a tequila bar. Well, also with Calavera, I mean, the, the aesthetic, the design of the place makes it feel like a destination. I mean, it makes it feel like, right. oh, we've arrived. You know, when you, when you walk into the bar downstairs, right. it Thank does you. sort of feel like you've walked into a whole different land almost. Right. Uh, so do you see the footprint expanding even more? I mean, have you noticed that? Or right now, does it look like Calavera is going to be the edge for, at least for the foreseeable future? Um, we've been involved in a lot of the discussions and everything with, with city markets, mm-hmm. um, getting it, its revamped. The, the, um, the city is talking about remarketing. The, um, the Moore Square District is actually the city market right. district, um, which I think is great. They've they've uh, committed to the funding to clean up more square mm-hmm. um, which will be outstanding and and I think you'll see some really good things happening over here the city market area uh, with all the residential going in across the street sky house the you know the Edison building here mm-hmm. um, and and uh, I think we're gonna see a whole lot of population over on this little area which will hopefully lead to more reasons to open up more services and restaurants right. around them as needed. Have you, uh, I've always wondered this particularly about Calavera because it is, uh, you know, like I said, it looks like you've been transported to a different place. I mean, it does feel like a very fun area. Um, is there a lot of family market at Calavera? I mean, do you have a lot of people bring kids or? Uh, surprisingly, yeah. yeah. For, for a place that clearly says tequila, tequila bar, bar right? on, on the door, <laughs> um, we, we've definitely have instances where we've been showing, you know, Mexican wrestling on TV <laughs> and I've had a woman ask me to turn that off because it was bothering her child. Um, we, we 
always geared ourselves again as a bar first and and the the food and how much we, we've actually grown the food business being a bit of a surprise we didn't do booster seats we didn't yeah. do high chairs uh, part of it is we don't have room to even yeah. store them um but but that concept is definitely geared more towards adult mm -hmm. um oak city is is obviously a little more family friendly i mean you Families here, spaghetti and meatballs for the kids, right. and they think it's that. Um, I think when they walk in the door and see, you know, forty-five bottles of bourbon and whiskeys, <laughs> as well as as you know, a good draft selection, some of them begin to kind of realize that it's a little bit more of a bar. But yeah. but we're definitely the more family-friendly of the side. Do um, you have you have you dealt with people that just cannot comprehend that both of them are more adult concepts? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and and you can't blame them. I, you know, you don't get to go anywhere until your kid is old enough. <laughs> right. Um, so you load them up in the in the bassinet and take them everywhere you go. Um, it, it's. It, I would say it has not been necessarily a problem over at Calavera. Mm -hmm. The the rare occasional person where you're like, ah, it's it's ten o'clock. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm not telling you that you have to leave and go home. <laughs> But your four-year-old kid, it's 10 p.m. on right. a Friday. But if you were a good parent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you are in a tequila bar. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what are, or have you even thought about what the future holds for your company? Uh, we have uh, another kind of secret concept in the pipeline that, that we're working on and, and actively looking for a location. Um, uh, Cheeseburgers. No, no. <laughs> uh, I think burgers are, are being well serviced yeah. <laughs> um, in in Raleigh and it does and seem around. like it does seem like in Raleigh if you're going to do a very focused concept restaurant the the deal would be beat Ashley Christensen to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I think um, the, there's the Gretzky line you know skate skate to where the the puck will be not right. where it's going. Um, I, that's certainly something to to consider, um, I, I would prefer if my puck was on the other end of the ice from her. She's she's incredible at what she does, yeah. and and going head to head with her on a particular food concept sounds very foolhardy. I'll leave I'll leave that to somebody else. <laughs> now is this just to throw me off the scent? Like is is Ken's chicken and honey coming uh, no, just around no, the corner? No, 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 no. So, go ahead. Uh, she she has that that handled. Yeah. yeah. So when you are not here, how not here are you able to be? I mean, mentally, is it you know you can't really turn off the the restaurant tour side of you, or when you're at home, are you like 100% relaxed and comfortable with? I've got good people to handle the two restaurants. I feel I feel very comfortable with the people that I've got working for me now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we've got a, a great crew here at, at Oak City that that you know it's it's taken us a year but we we're starting to work all the kind of kinks out from a new concept yeah um you know everybody thinks that obviously once you've opened the door that you should already have all that worked out but in in my experience that's just not yeah. the way that a restaurant a restaurant's a living organism yeah. almost yeah. um and then uh chris valona who's my my gm over at um calera has been uh i mean i've worked with him now for i mean almost 13 years at different places starting at saucer as well as hibernian and yeah. just kind of all over the place so um he, he's great and, and i feel super comfortable being able to to walk away and know that that uh the place won't burn down <laughs> right <laughs> well you mentioned you know having worked with him at so many places there are a number of people particularly calavera uh that you've seen all over town before uh, you know on your staff is that i would imagine that helps bring in business or no 
Um, or if it doesn't help bring in business, maybe makes the first-time customer a little more at ease with the new surroundings. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's always nice going in, and, and I mean, it, you always like to sit at the bar across from the bartender that you know, as opposed to a stranger. I mean, right. you know, the the awkward getting to know you phase of a new bartender <laughs> is is never fun for the customer or the bartender. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, if it's a familiar face, somebody that you've seen work work around some, yeah, I I think there's always the plus for that. Yeah, what has it been like making that transition from you know? another one of the faces on Glenwood to now you're the guy that some of those faces are coming to for a job. I mean, has there been, or have you had to figure out how to deal with those moments of, you know, I'm not your buddy Ken anymore. Um, not so much. I, I think again, my, my first job being here with the saucer and, and being GM and, and the, the bar scene was very different back then. Mm-hmm. There weren't many, uh, you know, it was it was us. There was Havana's on Glenwood. I mean, Hibernian hadn't even opened. So uh, a lot of the the people now coming up, you know, know me more from a management role than a bartending next to you role. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Chris next door, um, same deal. I mean, we we started off as as GM bar back, and then kind of grew into friends and manager, you know, manager employee kind of deal. So yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I can I can see what you mean. I, I also try my best not to hire friends. Right. I try and hire people that I like, but um, yeah, it, it definitely makes it easier if if you're not hiring your best best friend, right? Because <laughs> um, there is that dynamic that sometimes ends up having a change, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, how much for you is the what's the balance between like in the you know on the front lines, hands on versus back of the house? financial kind of stuff uh, I'm mostly at this point pretty much all back of the house mm-hmm. um, uh, my my running shifts kind of day-to-day has has gone away especially as we get closer to, to Carborough and everything um, I still have a lot to do with the decisions on food and, and all those things like that you know before it makes it to the public yeah you know any kind of menu design changes all that stuff like that but as but as far as as hands-on taking care of the guests and, and running everything day to day i've got a great team that i trust to do that what's your priority with uh with the food in terms of you know where you purchase from restaurant supply farm to table that kind of stuff what's what's your priority i mean are you looking for the best for the cheapest are you looking for or what are you looking we for? we use a, a little bit of everything we, we we definitely try and support as much local as mm-hmm. we can um you know raleigh city farms is somebody that we purchase through um we we've worked with some some local suppliers more so over here at Oak City and less so over at Calavera. Yeah. It's it's a lot of the ingredients and everything that we use over there are just not ingredients that we're going to be able to source yeah. locally at all. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so so at at Oak City, that's been more of a focus. Um, uh, you know, grinding everything in in house and and just trying to use the the freshest possible ingredients um, as always. Uh, a top priority mm-hmm. but uh but yeah definitely I, I think we've been more focused on on the uh, kind of farm to fork thing over here um and would love to as we expand calaveras um get into other markets and especially being able to have larger kitchens and everything that allow yeah. us to, to kind of do some extra uh i'd love to be able to do a lamb empanada on the fly but that's just not something that we can do over there due right. to our size but if we had a, a larger kitchen we have room to play and experiment with it. Over there, we just kind of stick with what we know works, yeah. and and you know, w- twice a year or so, we'll we'll kind of retool the empanadas and bring in some new ones. But yeah. yeah. All right. So before uh, I let you go, last question: what um, 
what was the sort of catalyst for making what's on the screen such a big part of the environment, particularly at Calavera? I mean, whether, you know, you mentioned Mexican wrestling, Three Amigos tends to play. Uh, Three, Three Amigos plays a lot. We've actually uh, just changed it. I, I finally was able to come across a copy of George Hamilton's Zorro the Gay Blade <laughs> from the 80s. And uh, you'd be amazed at how tough it was. I've been looking for that DVD for a couple of years yeah. now. Um, yeah, I, I, Three Amigos, it's just one of those, every time I walk by, I look up, I see it on the screen, you kind of, you know what's going on. Right. I, I feel like it should have absolutely gotten so horribly old, but <laughs> I just hadn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't what, know. What was the idea for that? I mean, what, what was the idea that we are gonna be, if you have a hankering for Three Amigos, you always know it's on I, Calavera. I, um, gosh, I hate to, I mean, I hate to tell our secret on this uh, one. All right. It's, it's, it's nowhere as, as good as the, <laughs> the actual story. Really, people have a habit of not being able to put DVDs back in their cases when they <laughs> trade things out. <laughs> and eventually, Three Amigos was the one that ended up not scratched up in the DVD right. player. And, uh, and, so we just kind of settled on it as being our <laughs> official sort of mascot DVD. We, we've tried other things and just didn't work as well. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, yep. uh, before, I, uh, before we sign off, is there anything you want to promote about anything coming up? Um, well, come out to Carbro. Hopefully, uh, Jan we're looking at early January to, to open up um, both Calavera side probably first, and then a month later, we'll, we'll open up the uh, meatball shop side there. Um, we're right next to Cat's Cradle, so when you're headed out for a show, make, make sure and uh, swing through and enjoy a nice shot of tequila and a meatball. All right, very cool. Ken, thanks a lot. Man. Thanks, Steve. So there you go. There's my chat with Ken Yao of Calavella and the Oak City Meatball Shop. Uh, look, I'm not the nerdist. I'm not WTF. I do not have the budget to create my uh, my very own theme music. So each week I'll just play, I don't know, whatever feels right, whatever the chat felt like. And, and Ken Yao talking to Ken. I don't know why Zach Brown Band's Day for the Dead kept popping in my head. Maybe because that's maybe the Day of the Dead is sort of the theme of Calavella and Zach Brown, I think, of whiskey, and obviously there's plenty of bourbon and whiskey around in the Oak City Meatball Shop. I don't know. I can't explain it. But anyway, uh, that is the song you heard. Uh, so we'll do that each and every week. And uh, each and every week, I'll come back after the interview and do a sort of awkward closing like this. Uh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, uh, be sure and rate it on iTunes to make us super-duper popular. And if you know of uh, anybody... You want us to uh, you want us to interview? Be sure and reach out via the Raleigh and Company site and let us know. All right, thanks for listening to episode one. If you liked it, come back for episode two. Uh, hopefully, we will improve. And if you didn't like it, come back for episode two, and hopefully, we will improve. Bye. <laughs>